Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Paul Morrissey from the club's media team. I'm joined today by club ambassador Andy Sinton and my media colleague David Scriven as we build up to our first home game of the season this weekend against Sheffield United. We'll also be reflecting on our campaign opener at Preston, which saw us go down by the solitary goal. What have we learned from that fixture at Deepdale and what can we expect against the Blades? We'll be discussing all that with striker Matt Smith right here on the Loftcast. Well, Andy Scrivs, thanks for joining us. Um, and unfortunately, we're reflecting on our first defeat of the season, a 1-0 loss up at Preston. Since, what did you make of it? What did we learn from that opening game up at Deepdale? I don't think you learn a massive amount in one game, and certainly the first game of the season. Um, I've said time and time again, you know, you, I don't think you really find out where you are, what you are, what you need exactly until five, six, seven games in when the league starts to take shape. What do we learn on the day? You know, Preston are a decent side. It was always going to be a tough game. It's a competitive league. Um, Steve would have learned um, quite a bit from, you know, what I call proper football when it really, really starts. You know, you can do all the training, all the pre-season, all the games uh, until you get into the the thick of it. And the, again, the proper stuff. Uh, you're never quite sure, but uh, he will have learned a lot individually. What he saw on uh, on Saturday, collectively, and I think you know if you look at what he said afterwards, he uh, he didn't hide behind that. He he didn't um, flare it up. He said we were a little bit short, and he he did learn a lot. You say uh, Preston are a decent side. Would you say they're decent or effective in what they do? Both. Uh, I think they've got decent players individually. The player system, um, which has been drummed in them, certainly. Since Alex Neal's gone mm. there, you know, he, he's done really, really well. It's a club that's progressed since going up. You know, they've built year on year, got better and better, steady improvement. Probably a remarkable achievement last year to, to almost hit the playoffs. They're saying both players, manager in the boardroom the other day, they're saying they're, they're looking to improve on last year. So for them to improve in what's going to be a really competitive league, they have to make the top six. Are they good enough to do that? It's not really for me to say, but... Um, I think they've got good players, uh, very, very hard-working. And come back to your other point, very, very effective because they did it to us in April. As mm-hmm. soon as they went ahead, uh, they almost killed the game and interrupted the game. And we saw for the last 10, 15 minutes on Saturday, they almost just took the sting out of those players going down with cramp and injury and mm-hmm. head injuries ex- just so we couldn't build the little momentum that we were starting to get up Um towards the end of the game so uh, so yeah they're a good side and they're an effective side and Scrivs for uh, afterwards Stephen McLaren said we didn't do enough to win the game the flip side of that was Preston didn't really create too much themselves Matt Ingram wasn't too busy and we actually had the the best chance of the first half with Matt Smith's header just before the break that went just wide yeah I think the statistics afterwards said that they had the majority of the possession and, and they did but we restricted them really, didn't we, to some long-range efforts from the edge of the area. And there was a couple of crucial blocks at times from um, Tony Leisner and um, Osman Kakai made, made, a, made a block as well. So, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right that we, we did really restrict them um, in that half. And then when Matt Smith got that ball on his head perfectly from Luke Freeman, five or just over five minutes before half-time, you think, like, that's Matt Smith range, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. you think there's only one thing happening here and he, he just glanced it wide. Um, you know, last season, he, that was his bread and, bread and butter and uh, hopefully it's just a little bit of rustiness from him and 
on um, the opening day of the season. But uh, yeah, that was that was our probably our, well, it was our, our only chance in in the first half. And you would have thought, well, could have uh, got, gone in one nil up, and, and the whole complex of the game mm. could have, could have really changed just on on that one opportunity. And then shortly after the restart. They've scored with a goal. I'm not sure that Brown is looking to do that. I think he's just looking to head it back into an area, but he's managed to loop it over Matt Ingram. And despite Maslowongo's fine efforts, he couldn't um, clear it from underneath his crossbar and in- ended up diverting it into the roof of the net. But Brown's goal, and it was a, a disappointing one to concede. Always is from a set piece. Yeah, set plays. You know, that's what probably annoys managers and coaches the most. You know, because it's. Uh the ball's actually dead for the only time in the game. You know, you you can lock on, you know what you've got. If someone loses a man, a um, little bit of lack of concentration can happen, maybe just get out-jumped. But I still think, I'll stand by what I said the other day, you know, I don't think Alan Brown's looking to score there. I think mm. it's a deep corner or a deep free kick, sorry. Uh, he's looking to um, to head back into a dangerous zone for one of his teammates. As it happens, it loops into the far corner and we're... We're talking about, you know, and there's a lot being said about we didn't create and, you know, we didn't, weren't great in possession, etc., etc. Maybe we didn't do that, but that one set play has decided the game. They're so important for and against set plays time and time again. You know, it, everything that happens between the, the two 18-yard boxes, but at what goes on in the boxes, that counts. Tony Leisner made his competitive debut for QPR wearing a captain's armband as well what was your assessment on his performance yeah I thought he did well you know um, as I actually thought the, the the back four did and Matty Ingram didn't have a great deal to do um, but yeah Tony you know I saw him for the first time against Union Berlin um, I was really impressed what I saw uh, both in terms of he, he's def- I think he's a proper defender he wants mm. to defend you know he likes that physical battle but he's quite clever as well. He doesn't go giving stupid free kicks away in silly areas where it puts you under pressure. Um, comfortable on the ball, and I like him because he seems like he's got leadership qualities. Hence, very early into his QPR career, he's been given the armband, you know, and uh, if he can pull and push and cajole people around him to make him more of a solid, compact unit, that'll help us not concede so many goals. And had it not been for a great save right at the death... It had been a very different reflection on the game. Had Silla managed to, to score there and he did everything, but you'd suddenly be looking and saying, OK, we've, we've got a point at a difficult, difficult place to go. Aside from their goal, they didn't really create too much. And then we've nicked a goal at the end. And it, you could argue a draw was a fair, ref, a, f- a fair reflection on the game based on the chances that were created. But it was a great save to <coughs> deny Silla. That was an astonishing save. You know, um getting ready to do one of my screams because we're, we're, we're back in the game you know it's uh, it's Fultram and I would say about Silla when he came on I thought he was quite lively I thought we looked um, uh, a little bit more potent if you like when he came on um, the chance felt to me slightly off balance but he gets a good connection but it's one hell of a save by uh, Declan Rudd um, and you know I'm like many people I got in the car and you know we didn't create a great deal but uh, when you step back a bit and you analyse that game we create the best two chances of the game Matty mm. Smith's header and Silla's Matty Ingram's had one 25 yard range yeah. shot comfortable low down of his right which he deals with quite well and I wouldn't say a fluke of a goal but possibly a fluke of a goal if that makes sense so once we went away disappointed they were better than us in possession yeah. I think everyone would admit that but they didn't create anything so to lose it on a set play is disappointing. But as you quite rightly say, Silla's chance in astonishing save. 
is enough to get Preston over the line. And Scrivs, it's important not to get too bogged down by one game. I remember a couple of years ago, we beat Leeds 3-0 and then we went to Cardiff and beat them 2-0. By the end of the season, both of those sides finished comfortably above us in the table. So it's important not to get too carried away or too upset by the first game of the season. Um, and it, it's how, about how QPR bounced back now on Saturday. Yeah, of course. I mean, last season and, and for a number of seasons, we've been relatively strong at Loftus Road. So I think the, the side will go into the, the next game, um, you know, full of uh, confidence that, that they can right the wrongs of, of, the, of the last re- result, aren't they? Um, you know, the team that, that won uh, 5-1 and uh, top, of, top of the league won't be getting carried, carried away that they're top after one game. And, and you know, we mm. shouldn't be getting carried, uh, carried away that we're, um, you know, towards the bottom after, after one game. It doesn't lead table, I mean. No, didn't even used to produce league tables, did they? Uh, yeah, sure. A number of years ago, before before my time, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not say before yours. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you can't get too carried away, can you, about about results at this stage of the season? And it's all about um, you know how they take the experience from from that last game and use that to to better themselves in the next one. Eze oh, skips away from Catamol and finds Paul Smith. Eze, yeah, Eze. Well, if there's a, a good way to get over a, a disappointing result, then surely it's the news that one of your exciting young talents has committed his future to the club. And that's exactly what happened on Tuesday morning. Abire Ezi penning a three-year deal, keeping him at Loftus Road until 2021. And since that's great news. Yeah, tremendous news. You know, um, I'm a big fan of his... Uh, try and keep his, the expectation level down with him. And mm. we, I think we said on the pod last week and we said to him, you know, <clears throat> in terms of his career, uh, he's only just starting in terms of his QPR career. 15, 16 games, but um, wonderful talent. Um, you know, I love watching him play. Plays at a, almost plays at his own pace, but that's not a derogatory term. He's got that calmness, assurance, confidence. You know, not to be flustered. Uh, so yeah, that's fantastic news. Uh, so important for the club that you know we're we're getting these youngsters now uh, through the ranks into the first team. And the key is now not just to do that; is to keep them and make them part of part of our, our longer term future. And certainly over the next few seasons, a Berriazzi hopefully will play a big, big part in where we're trying to get to. And Scribs, a reaction on social media was. Uh Certainly one of delight when the news broke. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that it went down well, isn't it? I think for about the past month, all I've read is give him a new contract, sign him on a new contract so <laughs> that to finally get that out there and put an end to, to all those tweets and uh, messages coming into the official account is great news and you know, the fans seem to be, be happy that um, the club has secured his future um, for, for a bit longer now. It does show the excitement around him, but also credit to Iberi I'm sure there were opportunities to go elsewhere but game time might not have been guaranteed. While it's certainly not guaranteed here, he obviously felt he had a, a better opportunity to get match minutes by staying at Loftus Road, and that's what he said when he did sign. And that's a, a great show of maturity, isn't it? Because I can well imagine, I'm guessing here, but I can well imagine he could probably have got more money elsewhere and signing for a club and, and not been a, for me, a if potential the, starter. Yeah, for me, if there was any interest and I'm sure there was because you know I speak to people in the game and they say oh he's 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 a, he's a talent he's a good player I'm not saying them type of people are going to sign him but if there was any interest mm. I think 
it's easy for me to say, but I think he's made exactly the right decision. He's well thought of here. He's playing. He's in and around people who he knows. He's in and around people he can trust. He's got nothing to nothing to prove as such to anyone other than himself really you know the club have said you know we we rate you we like you hence here's a new deal um so i think he, he, he's made exactly the right decision the key for Iberi now and we we alluded to it last week and i've the couple of times i have spoken to him on his own is you know he's just starting he needs to keep working keep trying to improve on every aspect of his game Every time he comes through this door, every time he sets foot on the pitch, he will have his ups and downs. He will have a couple of setbacks. You know, he's a he's a young boy. We have to make sure we, as a club, uh, and the fans play their part in that. Really get behind him, look after him, support him, encourage him. And as I say, he will he will flourish. And as I say, you see a lot of times when youngsters, after 15, 20 games, they get a new deal and they disappear because they get a little bit comfortable. It it it, it happens more in the modern day game. I don't think, and I hope I'm right, I've got my fingers crossed, but the little that I know of Berriezzi, I think he's focused and he wants to keep going, push on, improve and make make a really, really good career for himself. And it's interesting you say that because Steve McLaren said pretty much exactly the same thing as well. He said he's huge talent and could be a very special player. Could be are two big words and we have to help him fulfil his potential. So many promising young players get a good contract and down tools stopping their development. We don't want that to happen and I'm sure with Ibire it won't. So already Steve McLaren is clearly of that mindset and if he's saying it to us, he's certainly saying it to Ibire as well. There is that that desire around him and the voices are around him saying this is only the start of your career that, that, that's all it is and as I say I wasn't aware that Steve had uh, said that before we had before we started this but but you know what he has to realize why he's got himself into the position he's got himself into why QPR prepared to back him at a young age because he's got two years left we could have just sat with him yeah there would have been interest people wouldn't have been particularly happy but we've sort of said you know what we like what you you do and we like what we see but come on, get yourself in, get yourself in on a daily, do your individual program, get yourself in the gym, work as a team. Because he's lots of parts of his game are great. There's lots of parts of his game that he, he needs to improve on. You know, I love his his tricks and where he does things or when he does things. Sometimes I'd like to see him doing that and further up the pitch or better areas. And that'll come with his development, his game understanding and the good coaching that he's going to get. And Scribs, it shows the importance of smart recruitment. Ibire is only 20. There's a lot of excitement around him. It's hard to believe, as an 18-year-old, he was a free agent when he came to QPR. 18. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable, really, what he's, he's done so far. And I'm sure he'll go on and, and achieve uh, a lot more than what he's already achieved so far. But I think um, you know, hats off to the academy team for um, spotting something in him that perhaps... The, the people at Millwall didn't see um, for whatever reason and, and then helping him harvest his, his potential and um, you know you can only really see him going on and, and doing good things from here on in. And it's a good message as well for the other younger players that are coming through because they see a player like Ibire, the excitement that he's generating, the potential options he had to go elsewhere and he's made the decision of I've developed a lot over the last two years since I've been at the club and I want to continue along that trajectory. I don't need to rush off elsewhere. I can continue my development right here. So that's a good sign for the other players as well, isn't it? Very much so. And, you know, I think over the last three years, um, I think that's a part of the club where the club has 
really moved forward and uh, there's been a positive sort of outcome from that three four five years ago there was no pathway for these youngsters mm. at qpr you know if i was if i was here five six years ago in the 18s you're forging a career but you knew there wasn't you're going to have to go through the system then you're going to have to get farmed out elsewhere uh, to to make your career what's been created here over the last three years in particular is a pathway that youngsters are developing in the 18s and in the 23s and once we feel or once the club and the people in charge feel they're good enough there's that progression into the first team and we've seen it over the last 18 months eight or nine of them have made mm. their debut not just made their debut to hand out a cheap debut made the debut on merit um and as i say as well as a berry as a the, the likes of paul smith osman kakai right osaya samuel the same message is for them every day you come in look to improve aspects of your game look to work as hard as you possibly can become a sponge there's enough experience there's enough coaches in and around the building go and ask go and watch dvds go and ask the analyst to to, to show you various aspects of your game good and bad and you can learn away from the club as well as at the club plenty of distance on it man smith rises and yeah! the equaliser for the up. Oh, that feels better! Matt, thanks for joining us on the Loftcast. And we're reflecting on the first game of the season. And disappointingly, it's our first defeat of the season. How do you look back on the loss up at Deepdale? Yeah, I think that was the uh, the overwhelming sentiment was was one of disappointment. Um, you know, I don't think we, we really imposed um, the sort of games that we've been showing over the course of pre-season. Um, particularly you know, against Hoffenheim and, and Union Berlin. I thought we were terrific and um, those patterns of play I don't think we really really um, showed um, up at Deepdale. Um, so yeah, particularly disappointing, but the good thing about the championship is always a, a game around the corner to uh, put it right. Like you say, we didn't do what we had done during the pre-season campaign. Why do you think that was? I, you know the the opening game of the season is always um you know a, fr a frantic one and you know for whatever reason we weren't we weren't able to impose our, um the game plan we wanted to um i think we're all disappointed with it um but we we'll put it as best to to the back of our minds and, and really not lose sight and and focus of of the good strides we've made over the past 6 weeks i suppose it's important not to get too carried away by one result, like you say, it's been an excellent pre-season campaign and there's been a real consistency with, with how we play and how we perform. So is that the desire now, looking at Saturday, to go back to that? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know, I think when you lose sort of six, five or six key players of the squad, you know, it was half the starting 11 really from last season. So I think there's always going to be a bit of a, a transition bringing in youngsters into the side. Um, who, who don't really have that experience of championship football, they're going to only grow and, and learn from from the, the Preston game and, and from from these these upcoming games. Um, it is a bit of a, a transitional period. Um, we haven't really recruited anyone as such, other than Tony. We've, we've only you know lost um, players that were were integral members of the squad from last season. So obviously, it's going to be a transitional period. To, to think otherwise would be would be a bit foolish and a bit naive. Um, but they'll, they'll learn from experiences like Preston for sure and I suppose people talk about experience and the importance of it and perhaps that was best demonstrated by how Preston closed the game out they had that experience and that know-how didn't they it was to our frustration but you could see what they were doing and it was effective yeah absolutely Preston are an effective team um, they um, 
they managed the game very well, particularly in the latter stages when we were able to apply a bit of pressure that we hadn't done for, for large parts of the game. So they, they you know, they got a lot of nous in that side and a lot of experienced championship players. So, um, you know, they, they managed the game very well. Obviously, the summer seen a change in the management, coaching stuff. Um, you've played under a few, as we all did. Have you found the change of working with a new, uh, a new coach, a new management team? How's it sort of affecting your role? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, large, large parts of last season, I was operating uh, with a, a, a two up front. Um, this season, it's obviously playing with a lone striker, which is a, is a bit of a different role, but um, something that I'm, you know, trying to um, adapt to and. and Perform to the, to the best of my ability. Um, uh, I've really enjoyed it. The tra training's been fantastic. Um, you can obviously understand why he's held in such high regard um, in terms of his coaching capabilities because training has been really well well organised and it, it's been it's been fantastic and enjoyable from that re regard. Um, and I think all the lads have taken to the the new philosophies and the new ideas that he's trying to impose. And I think the six weeks was a demonstration of that. Um, I don't think a, a ninety minutes up at deep down the opening days a real um, is the be all and end all. I think there's you know forty five other games to 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 make our mark, and and that's what we'll be looking to do starting on Saturday, Sheffield. I've got to ask you about the header just before half time, as the the cross came in, and you seem to be two yards ahead of everyone in your head you started moving towards it while they were still judging the flight of it and you got to it and I think that the whole away end was was starting to celebrate as soon as you, you got to it and it just flashed wide yeah just flashed wide it was disappointing um, you know nine times out of ten I like to think I put that away so it was you know it was disappointing because a, a game of a few chances a real chances as such it was it was one that maybe I should have done better with but as I say all along as long as I'm getting in those chances that, that's not going to disappoint me as a, uh, I used to do the crossing, Matt. As a centre forward, you see that ball coming. What's going through your mind? Are you thinking, you know, I'm going to head this back where I, where it come from? I'm going to try and, or do you, 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 you take your gauge on where the goalkeeper is? What's actually going in that split second that you've got to make a decision where you're going to try and put it? What's going through your mind? Um, you know, generally I'll, I'll try and gauge from the run-up where I think the ball is going to end up. Um, the way bid shaped up, I thought he was going to be sort of centre of the goal. Um, the only problem was it was it was a little bit far out, so I had to generate a bit of power, and, and in doing so, I've dragged it wide. Um, maybe had I not been so eager to get to the ball, I could have maybe headed it back from where it came from. But again, it, it happens in such a, a split second; you, you really work off instinct. So it's um, it was disappointing from a from, from sort of my standards. And during the pre-season, more so than on Saturday, chances are being created for you. They, they certainly were during the pre-season campaign. I guess that's the desire going into Saturday to get back to that style because it does seem to reap reward when it comes to creating opportunities for the, the front guys. Absolutely. Um, you know, you know, I thrive off, off crosses into the box and, and opportunities to, to score goals. So as long as we can keep doing that, I'll be um, you know happy. It's when, it's when I don't get the chances that I'll be a... Frustrated, cut a frustrated figure. Um, I think last last season we really showed our our home form and the, the strength of that. So hopefully that can be um, to our advantage on Saturday. But likewise, to do you know anything good in the division, you really need to be to be putting in away performances as well. So obviously things like um, the nature of the loss at Preston will be disappointing. But again, we um, we, we always look forward to a game at Loftus Road. So hopefully we can get three points on Saturday. As one of the more experienced members of the, the dressing room, do you feel that responsibility when you're out on the pitch and if things aren't going well, just to be talking to the younger lads? I mean, you look even 
Matt Ingram at championship level, he's only made three or four starts. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, as I said earlier on, it's um, an inexperienced group in terms of championship football. So, you know, the, the ones who do have that experience, um, you know, there's added responsibility for us now. Um, you know, when you lose sort of five lads who have a lot of championship experience, that only adds to the, the weight on the shoulders of the lads that are still here. So, you know, the likes of me and Bids and, and Freezy and, and Lynchy, they're you know it's it's up to us really to to drive on the youngsters really because there's a lot of them so any experience and now we can we can pass on to them will be only be a benefit i think you're looking forward to getting back to loftus road it's a very special ground a very unique ground and it's always nice to have that that crowd on your side when they're that close to you oh yeah and i absolutely love playing loftus road you know particularly shooting into the loft end in the second half um, it is, as you say, it's a very unique atmosphere. You know, there's not too many sort of old school stadiums like it now. I think uh, you know the way modern day football is going. You get these big, empty, expansive stadiums, but there's something very special about Loftus Road, and I'm, I'm delighted that that's where I play my home football because I, I thoroughly enjoy it there. Since the home campaign gets underway on Saturday, QPR against Sheffield United at Loftus Road. Both teams going into it on the back of an opening day defeat. So what can we expect from this one? We expect a good game. I can't wait. You know, something about first game of the season and certainly your first home game of the season. You know, uh, I think there'll be a, a great atmosphere. Sheffield United, well-supported uh, club. They'll bring they'll bring a load. Hmm. You know, our fans gives the, major, the vast majority first glimpse at, you know, the, the new team, the new McLaren era, uh, Tony Leisner, if you like, um, making his uh, his first debut, you know, Eberieze, having just signed a new deal, etc., etc. So there's loads to be optimistic about what I'm expecting. Really, really tough game. Sheffield United, good side, came up short Saturday. But if you look where they were a few years ago to where mm. they were now, um, they've done remarkably well. Chris Wilde has done a great job there. Brilliant job. He's... When he, he, he took over 16-17 and took them straight to winning the League One with 100 points. I think they were 14 points ahead of second place. And then last season, their first season back in the championship in six years, and they finished six points outside the playoffs. So it's an in, incredible rise that Chris Wilder has overseen in a, a very short space of time. Yeah, he's done remarkably well. He's got that affinity with Sheffield. You know, I think he played for them. He's a fan. You know, uh, yeah. He doesn't hide behind that. He wears his heart on his sleeve. And uh, the Sheffield United fans really warm to that. They warm to that because he's been successful as well, you know. And uh, that promotion season last year, remarkably well. I think they came to us in October from right. I think we beat Wolves on a Saturday, who were top. And by the the fact we had beat Wolves and they got a result, they were top when they came to us on the Tuesday or the Wednesday night, and we beat mm. them one nil. And for long stretches of last year, it looked like they possibly could could go through the league again. Mm. Uh, fell away towards the end but you know if you had said to the Sheffield United people Chris Wilder and his players at the start of the last season will be just outside the playoffs they would have took that they, they as a club again will be looking to just like any club should be looking to improve on what they did last year so <laughs> another really really tough game Scribs do you expect them to be there or thereabouts again this season? It's a hard one to call isn't it obviously they, they've done well over the last two years but is their first first season back in the mm. championship? Are they on a roll from the the previous promotion? Um, and you know the, the sides coming down from the Premier League this season. You know, arguably the division is maybe a, a little bit tougher than it was um, twelve months ago. But you know they they uh, they certainly put some 
bigger and, and arguably on paper better sides to the sword last season yeah. and um, you know you couldn't really count against them maybe being able to do that again this campaign yeah they lost um, David Brooks a defender sold to Bournemouth for a reported 11 million pounds which is an incredible piece of business that they signed him 18 months ago from Halifax he's made 13 starts in all competitions I understand he was ill suffering from uh, glandular fever during that period which obviously prevented him from playing but nonetheless to make 13 starts having signed from Halifax and then be sold for 11 million pounds to the Premier League from Sheffield United point of view that's a, a great piece of business and they've quickly invested 4 million of that in defender John Egan from Brentford yeah, it just shows you with the Brooks. I think if you if you wind it back, we were talking about Eberezi. You know, um, mm. not having played many games, relatively, or not relatively, vastly inexperienced, if you like. But it just shows you what the pull of Premier League clubs is, what the Premier League clubs are prepared to invest in terms of potential. Because I know he's a good player. I don't think Dave Brooks will play week in week out at Bournemouth uh, you know I think he'll, he'll play games but anyway that's not for us to be worrying about as such what I'm trying to say is Premier League clubs will see potential at our level mm-hmm. and invest for their future so uh, that's, a, it's, it's a, that's a, a big call for him uh, could be a big loss for Sheffield United but uh, now they'll be fine you know they're, they're strong they've got Clark up front scored a lot of goals last year they've got McGoldrick who's just come in from, from Ipswich who's got a good goal scoring record the play in a way that Chris has played for the last three years, you know, they're, they're, I think they're quite strong in the middle of the park. So uh, that'll be a tough game, but it's our home game. We're coming on the back of what we think was a bit of a disappointing Saturday last week at Preston. What are we looking for? Well, we're looking for a result. We're looking for a real positive performance. I would be looking for a bit more umph than what I saw Saturday, a bit more energy, and I think. That will come from playing at home, yeah, won't it? Well, it should do. I think that's what Steve was alluding to. I think he's... I can't remember his words, but I, I, I totally agree watching the game and being on comedy. Almost play with a, a few shackles, shackles on. Yeah, yeah. And play with the shackles on. You know, he wants us, and I know... I haven't seen a lot of pre-season, but what I have seen and what I've been told both by players, staff, etc., he wants them to go and play with an exuberance and a freedom. So I would like to see that on Saturday if we get that already said it's going to be a tough game but I'm confident we're getting our first points of the season.